welcome to this segment of A Day at DPL, a thought leadership series that is part of the Advisor Revelations podcast. You will hear from DPL's founder and CEO, David Lau, and a special guest where they will discuss educational topics around industry trends and best practices, providing advisors insights to grow your business and better serve clients. A lot of people do like annuities. You know, clients like annuities, they're advisors who like annuities. Sometimes advisors are even afraid to say they like annuities. With clients, you've reported and done some research on talking about the peace of mind that can be generated you know, in retirement you know, by annuities. The peace of mind is the aspect of annuities. They provide a protected lifetime income. There's this phenomenon called longevity risk aversion, which is just this fear people have about outliving their wealth. And with an investments-only strategy, they have to manage that risk on their own. They have to worry about living a long time. They have to worry about the stock market not cooperating in retirement. And that ultimately can mean they just don't spend as much. They're not enjoying the retirement to the full potential. But the annuity can give that permission to actually spend because you have risk pooling. If you end up living a long time or if you have the poor market returns, you have these contractually protected obligations that will allow you to continue spending. So you don't have to worry as much about outliving your assets. And that peace of mind can really help you enjoy retirement and potentially retire with less assets because the risk pooling allows for that option. Yeah, a lot of advisors lose the fact that for a client, when they're talking about you know, a financial plan and how they're going to generate income in retirement is based on a lot of uncertainties. You don't know how long someone's going to live. You don't even know when they're going to retire. You certainly don't know how the market's going to perform. You don't know what interest rates are going to do. So to add an annuity to provide some stability, you know, can be really welcome to a client and help, you know, the advisor in creating that plan. People want to understand how you look and find a good annuity. What's your recommendation on that? It's an important question because there's good and there's bad annuities and some of the bad annuities get a lot more press. Mm-hmm. It really just boils down to because there can be some complexity in how the annuity is structured, is it competitively priced? You want to be able to find competitively priced annuities, which just means the annuity can provide the value with protected lifetime income. That can be very valuable, but then the insurance company can eat away at some of that value potential through fees. And so they do need to charge some fees, of course, because they have to hedge the risk they're accepting. They have to run their business, but you just don't want them extracting too much in the way of fees. Really, the good annuity is one that's fairly and competitively priced and provides a value proposition in terms of downside protection, upside potential. And if there's a desire for having liquidity that the client or the consumer is comfortable with. So when we look at annuities, a lot of advisors will ask us, how much should I allocate? Or what should I use an annuity to fund? How do you think about that? When it comes to how do I allocate to an annuity, the starting point I like to use is just, what does it take to fill an income gap? That you have these expenses that the client really doesn't want to be exposed to stock market volatility to be able to fund those expenses. And then you offset, well, if they have a social security benefit, if they have a traditional company pension, after that, is there still a gap in what they would like to be able to reliably spend? And then how much annuity would it take to fill that gap? Is that a reasonable portion of their assets? That would be the starting point. 
Now, I do often hear that question expressed differently, which is more of an asset allocation question. Mm -hmm. How much stock should I have? How much bonds should I have? How much annuity should I have? And I think you can think about it that way if you're looking to just, well, I don't know how much I want to spend, but I want to get a sense of what is a reasonable spending level. And then thinking about 20 to 40% into the annuity can really help lead to a more secure retirement foundation. And especially to the extent that you can draw those funds from the bond side rather than from the stock side, not only can that help better protect income, but once you get past life expectancy, it really improve the odds of leaving a larger legacy at the end as well. That annuities, when it's not too high a percentage of the overall asset base, can, can lead to larger legacies. The idea of you're not necessarily giving up the upside with the overall strategy. So a lot of advisors don't you know, think about it that way. But what it means is that you can generate you know, $1 of income in retirement cheaper using an annuity than you can with a traditional fixed income portfolio, which for us, one of the questions is also the client. Which client should be using an annuity? Who should I use it for? And we typically are answering with wherever you're going to take income out of the portfolio. You should be looking at an annuity. And the flip side of that, what you were just alluding to, because you can fund income more efficiently, it gives you more to invest however you choose to as an advisor. If you want to invest more in equities during the rest of the client's lifetime, it can lead to a bigger legacy. Right. The, The technical term is risk capacity. How exposed is your lifestyle to stock market volatility? And when you have an annuity, your lifestyle is less exposed to stock market volatility, and that gives you more risk capacity. That means if you want to, you can invest the rest more aggressively. And that, of course, if if markets do fine, leads to the potential for more growth while also protecting income through the annuity as well. A fixed index annuity can be a little confusing for some people because you're investing in an index, which might be the S&P 500 index, but it's really not that. Can you explain how an FIA works? The basic structure for a fixed index annuity that's going to give you a link to something like the S&P 500 index is Most of the assets go into bonds. They provide principal protection that if there's a downturn in that index, so the S&P 500 is down, you don't lose any money. And that's because most of the assets are in bonds that when they grow with their interest will equal the, the value of that principal at the end of the term. Now, that doesn't take all the money, although with a low interest rate environment, it does take more, more than if interest rates were higher. Yes. So from the rest then you're looking to buy options on the stock market, call options in particular. That's the the right, but not the obligation to purchase stocks at a a particular price within the option. And the idea there is if the stock market goes down, those call options expire worthless and you get your principal protected through the bonds. But if the stock market goes up, well, you get to share in that upside. That call option will have a payoff linked to that stock market return. Now, it might not give you the full upside of the market because you just don't have enough funds to buy enough call options to do that. But that's where we get into the discussion of a 50% participation rate would mean you get 50% of the market gain from the the price returns, not including dividends. Mm -hmm. Or you could then also sell call options to create a cap for yourself and get full market upside up to a particular cap rate. Two basic structures for how you 
translate an S&P 500 return into principal protection with some of the upside exposure. With annuities, a lot of the research you know, that you do and other academics do is based on the single premium immediate annuity, the income annuity. I think for a lot of reasons, they're pretty easy to model relative to other annuities. But when you think about annuities and you think about the income annuity and fixed index and variable, how do you think about them? Like, what is a really good use for a variable annuity? How would you think about employing a variable annuity for a client? So when we think about a a variable annuity, generally speaking, it will offer less downside. They all offer the lifetime income of the guaranteed living benefits, but the the base level of guaranteed income might be lower, but it provides the most upside exposure and upside potential. So for clients who can really buy into the notion that's true, that because you have that downside protection, you can invest a little more aggressively and and have more upside exposure, that can really be a great case for using the variable annuity. Even if somebody's not going to use stocks, no matter what they do, a variable annuity in an all-bond portfolio is probably not going to get much upside but by having that lifetime income protection attached to it can still provide a better outcome than just a bond portfolio on its own could ever provide. Yeah, I think the analogy used in the office when we were talking about it is that with a variable annuity with a living benefit, it's almost a put on the market. When we talk about a variable annuity that has the guaranteed living withdrawal benefit, that provides lifetime protected income and it's a put option on the stock market. When the stock market goes down, Spending is protected. Spending doesn't go down. So you don't experience that stock market loss. I mean, you do. The contract value goes down. But what we care about is funding our retirement spending. And that is protected. But you still have upside exposure. So downside protection. But if the markets do well, you might be able to increase the amount of guaranteed lifetime income. So you have the upside exposure. And that's why it's it's called a put option. And that nature, that characteristic, allows you to invest a little more aggressively because you're not taking on that full downside risk. Your, your lifestyle is not exposed to that market downturn. Advisors who understand how a variable annuity works, when you get that lifetime income benefit through the rider, basically you've locked in a stream of income and now you can look to improve it and do that you know, through your investment strategy and you know, therefore taking a little more risk you know, in the portfolio you know, can be beneficial. What have you seen in your research relative to people's attitudes you know, towards annuities? Well, people may not like the word annuity, but when you describe to them what it can do, they, they like that. They like social security, which is an annuity. They like traditional company pensions, which are annuities. It's just when they hear the word annuity itself, their mind races in other directions. But they like the idea of having protected lifetime income. They don't have to worry about outliving it. They don't have to worry about stock market gains, being able to continue to support it. So they they really get more peace of mind or more retirement satisfaction, less stress in retirement when they have income sources that are not dependent on the stock market to continue throughout retirement. How do you think about employing a fixed index annuity? A fixed index annuity gets discussed in two different contexts for retirement income. It can be used just as an accumulation tool that with the principal protection it provides and the upside exposure and the the tax deferral, it can be very competitive, especially with like a, a taxable bond portfolio. So thinking about just moving some taxable bonds into a fixed index annuity, not even worried about the guaranteed living withdrawal benefit, 
that can be an option for accumulation. But then where I'm mostly focused is on the retirement income side. And that's where you can add that guaranteed living withdrawal benefit. And because the insurance company doesn't have to hedge stock market risk in the way that they do with variable annuities, the guaranteed living withdrawal benefits on a fixed index annuity can offer more protected lifetime income at the base level and then just will have less upside exposure than a variable annuity. So it's a way to have even more downside protection, have the exposure to the market, but probably not expect to realize as much on the upside necessarily. Yeah, we see the same thing. The payout rates can you know, be much more attractive you know, simply because, like you said, the hedging expense and the difficulty of hedging what is really a bond portfolio as opposed to the variable annuity where they're hedging the market. Much different discussion and, and level of difficulty and expense. With what we do at DPL in doing only commission-free products, and what that enables the carrier to do is eliminate a big expense within the product and then put that cost savings back to work for the client. It's pretty easy to see in a variable annuity where it's really that difference is coming out of the M&E. What you see in fixed index and fixed products where there might not be a specific cost related to the product, they're spread products, is that they can apply that cost savings to those policies for greater benefits in terms of higher rates, higher cap rates, etc. Yeah, if you're able to extract a commission out of the annuity and therefore make it available to a fee-only advisor who doesn't accept commissions, as you say, you really are also able to then price the annuity in a better fashion for the consumer. The variable annuity does not have to use as high of a M&E charge, and they also may be able to reduce or eliminate surrender charges because they're taking away a lot of that fixed expense to set up the contract. And then on the fixed index annuity, if you're not having to pay the commission, that's freeing up a lot more to go into purchasing the upside exposure. And so, as you said, right, you can get better terms, more upside exposure alongside the downside protection because you're not baking a commission into the, the annuity itself. One of the aspects that we like about it as well is that it enables a fiduciary advisor to be the one implementing the product and recommending how much coverage the client needs, how much of an annuity they need, rather than you know, a commission-driven salesperson. Not to say that commission products are always poor, but for a fiduciary advisor to be the one who's implementing, we think it's an important benefit as well, because they're going to find good products over poor products because they're not compensated differently based on the product. They want to find the best product with their client regardless. Yeah, the fee-only advisor is being paid by their clients to serve their clients' best interests. And so they don't have that conflict of interest of receiving any sort of commission. So they're looking for the best outcome for their clients. And by expanding the universe of what they can consider so that they're going beyond investments only and also looking at a role for annuities as well, that just creates all the more opportunities to better serve their clients by finding products or solutions that can give their clients more comfort and better retirement outcome. Thanks for listening. To hear more advisor revelations, go to dplfp.com and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming app.